Coronavirus, Spanish flu, pandemic. Everyone's wearing a mask now. Apparently it's all Jerry Adams' fault. Or maybe the Army Council. Or some other shady characters hiding behind masks who have created the current coronavirus problems. It's so ironic now that everyone should be wearing a mask. We'll never know now who was in the Army Council or not. Okay, okay, to start this article on a facetious note mightn't be the most appropriate way to address the worldwide coronavirus, or COVID-19 as it's medically termed. What started in Wuhan province in China spread rapidly through Asia, Iran to Europe, and especially Italy. Every country in Europe has been affected. Malta, Switzerland, and South Korea, the US, Japan, amongst others and is now showing up on our shores with 100 cases at the moment all Ireland-wide. COVID-19 doesn't recognise borders. The reality is that as everywhere, not one country on the planet will escape the virus. The authorities are attempting to play down the numbers affected in a bid to stave off panicked, although Leo didn't help by suggesting that 80,000 could die in Ireland. We are in a dangerous situation unparalleled in a century. We might have had various flu viruses, TB, SARS, HIV, Ebola, which have killed many, but we are now facing into new uncharted territory. This new virus has the potential to be a killer unheard of in our lifetime. We are living in dangerous times, and the reaction from governments and the worldwide community will determine how we survive, and indeed how many of us will survive. What we're experiencing has now been officially recognised as a pandemic. It's a word we're not overly familiar with. They don't happen very often. Maybe once in a century, if even at that. The last time the world faced a pandemic was in 1918, just over 100 years ago, in the final year of World War I. It was the most devastating flu virus to hit the world and killed more people than were killed in the war. The pandemic of 1918 was termed the Spanish flu, following the war to end wars which had killed millions and which we'd read a lot about. We all know the horrors of war, the Somme, the Verdun, Ypres, Gallipoli. It was an industrial scale massacre of ordinary working class soldiers and civilians. The 20th century had brought modern technology to war. Casualties were in numbers unheard of previously. It was horror beyond comprehension. And then with hostilities over, the world was hit with the deadly virus which proceeded to kill more than the war. A pandemic of horrific proportions that led to between 50 and 100 million deaths. A mass of humanity suffering such a cruel visitation following on from the horror of war. The fear of a full-scale pandemic set me thinking back to a conversation I had with an old man back in the mid-80s. His name was Ned Billy Rodden, an uncle of Mickey Nancy, I think. Stayed up in Terhelion, not far from my granddad's forge near doing well. Mickey and I worked in the lagoon when I first arrived in Termin in the late 70s. Mickey would collect the glasses from the floor just as quick as Johnny, Big Kevin, and another dozen of us barmen would fill them on a Saturday night when the lagoon was in its heyday. He was also a great raconteur and could deliver a recitation, maybe... 40 verses long, like dangerous Dan McGrew. When I met Ned, he was in his early 90s and had lived a lot of life. He was bedbound most of the time, 
but was as alert as a blaney tally man at an election count. Ned was a lovely old guy who still liked to wee smoke in his pipe. One day I asked him was he smoking the pipe long. After just about 15 years but I smoked cigarettes for 65 years before that he replied. I got to know Ned when we were up painting the house for Mickey. I was helping a good friend Pat McGrattan who was the real painter in the outfit. He had painted most bedrooms and living rooms around Terman over the years. Mickey and Ned were just the latest to get the house a Michelangelo makeover from Pat and as long as it was a radio and a jar of coffee, Pat wasn't too hard to pay. Sadly all are dead now, Ned at least lived a good long life as did Mickey, whereas Pat passed away way too soon at 49. An avid Celtic man from Pardig in Glasgow, he would have loved the modern Celtic dominance in Scottish football. Anyway, Pat and I had the contract for painting the house. Part of the conditions was to try and paint up, down, down and around Ned Billy's bed while he smoked old Condor tobacco and tried to pick a winner at Cheltenham for Pat from the Indo. It was while painting the skirting boards around the bed that I got talking to Ned. I'd never met him before, but of course he knew my granddad and the family at the old thatch cottage in Forge and was while chatting about them that the subject of the pandemic came up. To be honest I didn't know much about it but what Ned was to tell me was fascinating. Ned would have been born near the end of the 19th century, around 1890. That would have made him in his mid-twenties by the end of the war. I'm not sure if he said he was cannon fodder for the army during the war but he had great memories of events. He also told me he had emigrated to the west of Scotland after a war of independence and became a railway worker and was in Glasgow during the general strike of 1926 when the British government sent tanks against protests and workers in George Square and he was behind the barricades in Red Clyde with fellow Scottish workers on strike as the army fired on them. Previous to that, in 1918, Ned was in Terman as the war ended. Many local people who joined the British Army came back from the war. Unfortunately, the demob soldiers not only brought their awful memories of death in the trenches amid muck, rain and rats, they also brought with them a strain of the flu virus which within a short period of time would morph into the Spanish flu. Brought to every part of the world by returning soldiers, and Ned Billy told me it was brought right to my grandparents' thatch cottage half-door. I was fascinated by the story as I'd never heard anyone in the family talking about it. But then, like World War One, War of Independence and the Civil War, that generation just didn't talk about it. My mum was born just a year after the Civil War ended and a few years after this story during the pandemic. Sadly, Annie passed 10 years ago today and would have been 104 years time. Like her granny born in famine times were that close to history. Ned related to me what it was like at the time. He said people were terrified. They wouldn't go to wakes or funerals. Nobody would volunteer to dig a grave. There were bodies lying in water-filled drains. He said it was horrific, probably comparable to events during the famine. And to personify matters in a very personal manner, he said that my granddad Johnny's younger brother James died during the Spanish flu. Possibly a little older than Ned, they were near neighbours so it was clear in his mind. Old Johnny, my granddad, survived the flu and lived until his early 80s and died in 1957. James unfortunately never made it. 
I never heard his name mentioned when I was younger, but it again illustrates just how close we are to history. He was just a statistic of the pandemic at the end of World War One. I. I looked at the 1911 census online and James and Johnny filled it in along with their mother Ellen, my great-great-grandmother, who was 74 and born in 1837, a decade before in Gordamore. I checked out the parish records with Father Pat to verify James' death, but the records only go back to 1920. But old Ned was definitive in his memory of the past and he had a clarity of events which was remarkable, and sadly a lot of history was lost with these old people and never recorded for posterity. I never seen Ned Billy again after that week painting, listening to the stories, inhaling old condor fumes and hearing about dangerous Dan McGrew. But a story about the pandemic of 1918 stuck with me. The Spanish flu, so-called because was Spain not involved in World War I, the press wasn't censored and so news of the flu spreading got greater publicity and thus, thus the greatest pandemic in modern history incorrectly went down in folklore as the Spanish flu. What happened in 1918 and can it be compared to COVID-19? We really can't compare just yet. There have been epidemics and viruses from time began, killing millions, black death, plague, Asian flu. But the 1918 version of the Spanish flu was different in magnitude. Between 50 and 100 million died. It devastated whole communities. But one of the biggest differences from today was that in 1918 it attacked more healthy young people, whereas today it appears it's the older population who are more at risk especially those with underlying problems, indeed myself included. About 500 million worldwide were infected by the Spanish flu, one in three people on the planet. To put things in perspective, 20 million soldiers and civilians were killed in World War I, maybe up to five times that number died in the pandemic. There was widespread panic as the flu took hold, Medicine hadn't advanced to the levels we know today, and with the lack of antibiotics and indeed doctors to treat patients, people were left to their own self-immunization methods, but millions succumbed to the devastating problems which hit the lungs and bacterial pneumonia followed, which made the pandemic the greatest killer of all time. What made the Spanish flu of 1918 such a killer was unknown for many years, but as, recent as recently as 19, 2008, academic researchers confirmed that a virus containing three genes weakened the bronchial tubes and allowed for bacterial pneumonia, creating the widespread devastation. In Ireland, as with the rest of the world, the Spanish flu had major consequences. As a country where we're still within the UK and thousands of British soldiers were returning from the war, Inadvertently, they brought the virus with them, same as the US soldiers scattered all over Europe. In fact, the virus emanated from a US army camp in Canvas, and ironically, more US soldiers were killed by the virus than were lost in the war. The virus killed over 24,000 in Ireland. A much larger number of them were killed in Easter Week War of Independence and the Civil War combined. Yet reading through the history books, the pandemic had scant coverage in comparison to the anti-conscription battle, the 1918 election, the first Doyle, all events which happened during the course of the Spanish flu in 1918-19. The political situation dominated events and it appears that the flu was a side event despite such high mortality rates.
What I mean is that we all know about events during the initial stages of the War of Independence. IRA volunteers killing the first RAC men at Solahed Beg, Davis Gibbon from Lincoln Jail, the Limerick Soviet, Doyle Courts, Collins Squad targeting Dublin Castle, assassination attempt on the Lord Lieutenant. But we never hear were any prisoners in the jail or workers in the Soviet, politicians in the first Doyle or members of Collins Squad ever affected by the Spanish flu. Were members of the IRA or the British Army affected by the virus during the two years Tan War? The pandemic was virtually written out of Irish history as much as the famine before it, or indeed the Irish men who fought in the British Army during World War I. It's really interesting and thought-provoking that these topics were glossed over in our history until recent times. Well, all that is as it is. Just over a hundred years after the greatest pandemic the world has ever known, we are faced into the unknown and possibly an even worse devastation of the human race. It looks like all major sporting events are to be cancelled or behind closed doors. Euro 2020 is in grave danger as it's a European stage tournament this year. The GEA, like all organisations, will make a decision soon. Ironically, during the 1918 pandemic, the GEA staged a massive protest on Gaelic Sunday, when 50,000 plus played Gaelic games in defence of the British government. Apparently, the pandemic came in three waves, early and late summer 1918, early spring 1919. Gaelic Sunday was in August and went ahead without a mask in sight. Although one major casualty was the All-Ireland Final, which was held over until January 1919. Besides feeling stir-crazy with the lack of football for men over the next few months, there's also the danger of mad panic ban as women prepare for Armageddon. Minister Heller Humphrey said if people shop normally there's plenty of food in the supply chain, but you know what some people are like. A bit like Christmas when some buy enough food to feed a small African nation and yet the shops are open on Stephen's Day. Several years ago some prominent academics and medical people predicted that we were facing into the possibility of a worldwide pandemic in the near future. It wasn't really picked up on or possibly in our modern world with an antibiotic for every little flu we picked up. It was felt that we were well covered in case of the pandemic. Unfortunately, this has proved to be fake news. The human race is immune to the coronaviruses, Fianafal and Fingale are to change in Irish society. It will come, in fact it has come. What we do about it will determine our future our children's and grandchildren. We're in for a rough ride in 2020. Be sensible, take precautions, leave some toilet rolls in little, and for fuck's sake, wash your hands.